Three, two, one. Yes, no, maybe, I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me. Anybody seen Malcolm in the Middle? Hey, this is Sardonicast. It's Adam from Your Movie Sucks. And that was a theme song from Breaking Bad. Who else is here? I'm Ralph the Sussy Baca. Oh. Oh, no. I love the rebranding. And I'm Alex from IHE. Yeah, I remember Malcolm in the Middle. That was a good time. Yeah. Funny ass sitcom. That's some really good episodes. Not a lot of people, I think, realize this when it was on, but it was like pretty revolutionary for what it was in terms of like how a sitcom was presented, you know, without laugh track and, you know, not just single yeah. stage, you know, the ability to actually have camera work and cinematography and editing play a role in like a televised sitcom with and still be really funny. I, I, it was pretty crazy for its time, honestly. When was the last time you saw it? I haven't seen it probably since I was a kid, to be honest. Yeah, billion years ago, honestly. Yeah, I wonder how it's aged now. Yeah, I have the collection, and I'm itching for a reason to revisit it at some point, but I'm just far too mm. busy with so many other things, and it's like I'm not planning on making a video on it or anything, so kind of have to yeah. wait, I guess. Wait for a good time. <laughs> Y'all seen the Batman trailer? <laughs> the Batman. <laughs> I don't know. What it's, is that what it's called, I guess? Yeah, I think it's called The Batman. Matt Reeves, right? Yep. 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 Uh-huh. I, I guess I'll jump in first. I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued by this movie. It's kind of the type of superhero movie I want to be seeing. I'm, I'm, I have affection for Batman. I want to see Batman stories. And I like how vague it's being and how they're purposefully not showing like the Riddler in too much detail, it seems like. Maybe they have some secrets to show us. Uh, and the look of it, too, it looks like a graphic novel. And and the casting as well. I, I like how it's coming together. I'm just more curious how the writing is going to play out, what the story is going to be. Because uh, it is written by Matt Reeves and, uh, and Peter Craig I looked up, um, mm. which wasn't too uh, hopeful to me. Who's, like, who's uh, Peter? He's uh, credited for the Bad Boys for Life, oh. Hunger Games, Mockingjay. Oh. Top Gun Maverick, which isn't the best, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I think I like Matt Reeves a bit more than you guys. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I don't I, he's, at the same time, I, <laughs> at the same time, I don't have really. He's not one of those guys. I'm going to jump out really defending passionately. I remember enjoying those eight movies, but they're by no means that memorable to me, or I don't really revisit them at all. Um, I, I enjoyed Cloverfield, I guess, but... I think I would honestly be more excited, even with the context of knowing that The Dark Knight Rises is a movie that exists, I think I would still be more excited for a fourth Nolan film than a Matt Reeves Batman film. Yeah. And I was being yeah. cautiously optimistic. I was being like, yeah, you know, we'll see what it looks like with the first trailer. And now that I've seen it, I'm like, nah, nah, sorry. There's like a couple cool shots, like the uh, hallway lit by the gunfire like that looks cool that looks mm -hmm. fun i hope that there's a lot of that type of thing in the movie like it doesn't look poorly shot or anything there's some like really awkward clunky moments in the trailer it looks like it looks like a superhero movie from like 20 years ago you know uh, you reckon that's what i think it felt like that bad in terms of that kind of stuff yeah yeah i think it looks good i mean i don't have much to say mm -hmm. it's just a trailer like it looks good like cinematography I think it's going to be better than Batman versus Superman. Oh, 
I forgot that there was another Batman. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's only Christopher Nolan, right? No, I forgot about that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Still need to watch that one. It's bad. If you were to ask me what my answer is for the most formulated and cliched and predictable movie ever time, ever of all time created 100%, no exaggeration, I would say the second Apes movie from Matt Reeves. I would I would say Dawn of the Planet of the Apes would be my number one most formulated and cliched and predictable movie ever made of all time. So, not exactly. Hyped. Damn, really? Of all time? Yeah, I can't. I honestly can't think of another one ever <laughs> from any year. Yeah, again, it's only, I haven't seen it since it came out. I get, I don't have the strongest feelings on them in order to defend them. I just remember the. It was mostly the Andy Circus kind of visual effects angle that it was mostly sold on memory and some mm -hmm. some okay action mm -hmm. it has a good cast but I, you know we knew that but you get to see them like so kravitz looks good and the penguin played by colin, colin Farrell. Yeah. oh <laughs> paul dano nice like it, you know it's like wow they, they all look good that's like you know <laughs> like what else can you say about it it doesn't give away much i guess that's a good thing mm -hmm. i'm sure people could piece it together I hope whatever they release next looks better than the trailer. Yeah. There's going to be a ton of trailers, I'm sure. Yeah. Who knows? Kristen Stewart's probably going to get an Oscar nom before Patty Cakes. She's in the uh, Damn, yeah. The biopic uh, Spencer of uh, Diana. Patty Cakes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. I think she'll probably get an Oscar nom. I haven't even seen the movie, but it's, it's the way that people are talking. I feel like Pattinson probably should have deserved a nom for like Good Time or something, but hey, whatever. Yeah, well, I else, but forget about it. Oopsie. So there's a uh, a link that someone posted in our subreddit, and they kind of wanted our reaction to it. It's the Parade.com's list of 75 best directors of all time. So if we wanted to go through this, I don't know. Wow. Here we go. It's a bold selection. Yeah. It's weird how they Let's some lists see. start at number one at the top, and that's really weird. It's like just work your way up. Yeah, yeah. surely you want it to be a build up. What's the fucking like the point? Whole point? Like should I scroll to, to the bottom one. and then go all the way back up? Yeah, that's that's really funny. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I just saw what number one. Seventy five JJ Abrams. That's not that's kinda low. <laughs> I think that's what? JJ Abrams, like I don't no, that's know. A, if JJ, you can scroll all the way to the bottom, it's seventy-five. Yeah, I don't think he should be on the list. Yeah, I was, really I couldn't think of seventy-five that doesn't include yeah, JJ. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> over seventy-five different directors from my best of the year list videos. I don't think JJ Abrams has ever directed a film that has appeared in one of those. Yeah. So if we're talking about my personal preferences, then yeah, I would not include JJ in my top seventy-five. He's made a lot of money, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> which, is, which is good. Wait, and is this yeah. from a list that's like just come out, too? That's even stranger, considering uh, some of his recent movies. But What's a good J.J. movie? Like, what, what warrants him being on the best director's list, other than he can handle lots of money? They saw Lost Mission and... Impossible, Super yeah. 8. I mean, he was a showrunner for Lost. I'm sure he directed Star like, Trek, a lot of the episodes, you know. but... I don't know. The Star Trek movie. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Peele's on here. Number 69. Nice. Uh, Rob Reiner's number 70. Sorry, let's let's try to go in order. We, we skipped a couple. Oh, I'm not going to. 
say I'm just I'm just <laughs> noting the ones that stand out to me. The Wachowskis at 66. Okay. Very interesting. But here's the I don't know because it's like you'd think the other movies kind of weigh them down a bit. They got the Matrix <laughs> and that's why they're on the list. But the Matrix is yeah, but exactly. without the Matrix, um, speed, speed racer. Speed racer <laughs> People, there's like a big speed racer thing out there. Like we should watch it someday. Speed racer. Yeah, I think we should. I actually I haven't seen it. That was a good recommendation. Through. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. I've only seen parts of it. Uh, Spike Jones, sixty-five. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, sure. I don't know. Sam Mendes is good. He's sixty-five. I like American Beauty, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess a lot of people love 1917. That wasn't a poorly directed movie at all. Bong Joon-ho, too low on the list, 62. Yeah, he is too low. <laughs> Danny Boyle, 58. very interesting. John Carpenter. Yeah, 56. Fuck, M. Night is right above oh, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. That's 54, fun. M. Yeah. Night, yeah, yeah. That's, That's pretty dumb. That's very I'd interesting. Say, I'd say John Carpenter should be higher. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say fucking <laughs> say Bong Joon-ho, John than, Carpenter. Better than Taika Waititi. Danny Boyle. Taika Waititi's not as good as John Carpenter. Come Danny on. Villeneuve. I would say a lot of the ones we've seen so far have should be yeah, what the above hell is M. Night. Above the Wachowskis. Like, it's... Is that, it's like the sixth yeah. sense above like the Matrix. Like I don't know about that. Yeah, like that's very strange. Yeah, but at least M Night had a couple movies instead of one. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. And again, I get you know John we're just Carpenter. we're we're talking about the perspective <laughs> of a, a publication, but it's really the perspective of a person that wrote for the publication. It's like okay, yeah, of course, Taika Waititi. Huh. Andrea Arnold on this list is pretty interesting. I need to rewatch Fish Tank, actually. George Miller, not Filthy Frank, but the director of <laughs> Mad Max and Happy Feet. <laughs> <laughs> Greta Gerwig, number 50. She's yeah, good, but... On. Above George Carpenter? There's or a, John there... Carpenter, what I say? Yeah. Like, not George this Miller. This is uh, interesting. <laughs> also, Ryan Coogler. John Carpenter. Yeah. I don't know. John Carpenter is pretty... Ryan Coogler. Okay. Yeah, it's still, Cameron Crowe? I mean, come on. <laughs> Sophia Coppola. Oh, it's quite far up. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, Sophia Coppola, I'm not sure I agree that she's an amazing director or anything. She has like a couple interesting movies. Yeah. But that's about it. Barry Jenkins, 70, uh, 45. I like Barry Jenkins a lot, but fuck that Amazon thing. <laughs> well, he made Moonlight and Beale Street, and then he did his like 10 episode yeah. thing that was really boring. It's two movies. I mean,. <laughs> Fucked. He, there's like five <laughs> movies worth of shit in that ten episode Amazon thing. He's like a good director. Career. But yeah, I I would agree that like you should probably have a bigger catalog before being on this list, especially yeah. above yeah. so many other directors. <laughs> Number forty two, George Lucas. Oh god. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain too hard about that one. Well, it's like what, what are we actually ranking here? Is it just influence or just, just best? Like... <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, the just best. best. D- Darren Darren Aronofsky above George Lucas. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe I think Aronofsky is great. I'm not gonna right complain above. too hard about that. It's just the. It ordering, depends how we're rating the, the them. Order. Yeah, the order is always gonna be yeah. fucky. It's so weird. Yeah, I think Requiem for a Dream is like an insane movie. Honestly. Yeah. Do you see Robert Zemeckis? He's at 39. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would put George Lucas above Robert <laughs> Zemeckis, honestly. I really like yeah, well Forrest same. Gump and I like Back to the Future. I like Roger Rabbit a lot. Roger Rabbit, yeah. Link later, Cast number thirty seven. 
Very interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oliver Stone's right. Uh, he's at 38. Kurosawa at 36. 36. I feel like mm. Kurosawa should be higher. Kurosawa Anderson, should be like top 10. Right above Kurosawa. <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> Patty Jenkins above dumb. Wes Anderson and Kurosawa. That's funny. Monster was great, but fuck. Uh, what else? <laughs> Wonder Woman and Wonder Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be pretty bad. That's weird, but okay. Tim Burton. Well, seems like he's just kind of trending. Get Tim Burton off this know. list entirely. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Sergio Leone at 32. This is actually irritating. <laughs> this Parade.com yeah. article in the Tim Burton section. And as kids of all ages know, the former animator also made his mark directing the stop action. It just says stop action. 1993 stop movie, action. The Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. But that was not directed by oh, Tim Burton. On, what was his name? Something Sellers or something? Let's see. It was the guy that directed Coraline. Yeah. Everyone gets that wrong. I know. It's like a weird, it's an annoying factoid. It's Kimbaism, you know? Henry Selleck. There we are. Henry, yeah. 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 So, I mean, (laughs) this is the best best directors list, and they're crediting him for directing a movie he didn't. Okay. All right. Well, um, Sergio, Sergio. It's a good catch. Yeah, I was, I don't know, because I was like, I was trying to, I was trying to, Some. <laughs> I don't love Tim Burton. I haven't seen some of the ones that people consider it to be his greatest, but I was kind of looking in this little blurb, like, like what What are they justifying this with? And then, yeah, Nightmare. Yeah, I mean, he he had a lot to do with Ed it, Wood, don't get me wrong. But... Yeah, Beetlejuice, Batman. Ava DuVernay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> it's, it's just right mm. here. Yeah. It's so wrong. Above everyone we've listed already. The former animator also made his mark directing the stop motion or the stop action 1993. It's a weird way to phrase it. So Ava yeah, DuVernay at number 31 is bizarre. Director of uh, Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> 13th was pretty good. It was a documentary, but I don't know. Wasn't like crazy directed or anything. I'm really confused by this list. Okay, <laughs> twenty nine yeah. David Lynch. It's totally yeah. random. Ridley Scott at thirty. Twenty nine David Lynch. Mm. See, I don't even love Lynch movies, but fuck it. Like I can, I, I'm not. There's nothing wrong with putting him on a best directors of all time list. It's like he has his, you know, his contributions to the medium are like so, really yeah, obvious. Yeah. yeah, he's an influential filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah, Steven Soderbergh above all of them. At number 24. Yeah, well, Mike Nichols at 25. You know, he did The Graduate. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I the haven't Palma, seen the rest of his movies. Michael Mann above all these people? Jeez. I guess I haven't seen Heat yet, but... Yeah, Steven Soderbergh is... Uh, I, he's very high on that list. I know. He's a very versatile director, but... Yeah, they put Traffic. You should put Heat, yeah. Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Contagion, we talked about that. He did a movie recently... Um, he's always done a movie recently. <laughs> <laughs> he's always yeah. He does a movie. Very, he does a movie very often. Yeah. Fucking Michael Mann at twenty two. Ang Lee at twenty one. And the fir- yeah, Ang Lee's up Gemini there. Man. Yeah, Gemini, Gemini Man. man. Yeah. They, don't, they don't mention that. Oh yeah, they, they do. do. They do. The <laughs> they We've already dad, forgiven though. him for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've already forgiven him. This is stupid. Life of Pi. So, well, yeah, why that's is Ang Lee above Kurosawa? So this is very odd. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon's good. Yeah. 
We got no, Guillermo at 19. 19. Yeah. 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 That's like a really. Well, I mean, he deserves to be on the list, yeah. Clint yeah, somewhere. at 18. Alma Davar at 17. Mm hmm. I've never watched a Norin, Nora Ephron film. Mm -hmm. I haven't either. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Finchy Boy Fincher at number 15. Yeah, David Finker. <laughs> Finker. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he makes thinking, thinking films. Alien Cubed. Yeah, Alien Cubed. Uh... <laughs> what else has he done? A curious case Fincher? Button. Uh, those, yeah, that's Gone Girl's nice. awesome. Fight Club. <laughs> Dragon Tattoo. Fincher deserves to be somewhere on the list for sure. He's a great director. Yeah, he definitely. It's does. like part part yeah, of what yeah. makes his movie so great is just his like understanding of like how to organize everything and his familiarity with special mm -hmm. effects and how they're going to work. Like you know, great at directing in all areas. Inaritu. Yeah, Number love 15, him. Inaritu. I would say Fincher's probably. Deserves to be higher on the list than in Yachty too. Honestly, all these, I don't mm. know, there's some that were way too low. Birdman and Catherine uh, Bigelow. Yeah. Number 13. Okay. Number 13. All right. Has Fincher made more? I think he has. Fincher has made more movies, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, love the Hurt Locker, but. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow should be on it. She's very high on the list, but yeah. Hurt Locker's great. Joel and Ethan. Uh, point, Ethan point Cohen. Break. Point Break's great. Number yeah. 12. Point Break's awesome. Yeah, the Cohen's deserve a place for sure. Coppola at number yeah. 11. I mean, Francis Ford, because there's so many Coppola's I have to specify. Godfather. <laughs> yeah, of course. Quaron at number 10. Weird. I mean, I like him, but... That's very high on the that list. That is weirdly high. Kubrick at number 9. Sure. Kubrick in the top 10. I can... Yeah. yeah. yeah Christopher okay. Nolan just above Stanley Kubrick is triggering me a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same gut feeling. <laughs> It's like the it's like it's intentionally placed that close. <laughs> PTA at number above seven. Both of them. Above Chris Nolan. Yeah. Right yeah. above them. Love yeah, PTA. That, the, the top of this list is like triggering. Quentin Tarantino at number six. Oh this is Spike good. Lee at number five. Yeah. All right. Mm. Yeah, like Spike Lee is above Tarantino, like they put it like right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spike Lee does not have a consistent track record. Spike Lee has a couple, a couple of really bad movies. I, I would put Tarantino above Spike Lee by like a significant margin by yeah. a couple yeah, directors same. for sure. Yeah, James Cameron above Spike Lee. <sighs> I don't know. Okay. It wouldn't be in my personal top, top 10. ten, but yeah, I think he would be. Alfred Hitchcock at three. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock deserves yeah. to be in the top okay. ten for sure. Scorsese number two. I understand the list. For sure, that's fine. Scorsese above Alfred Hitchcock. Why not? Yeah, sure. They're both very talented. It's just hard to like, you know, Scorsese's influenced by Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah. And then number one, Steven Spielberg, the most normie best director choice you could possibly have, I guess. Spielberg should be in the top <laughs> ten, yeah. Uh, Michael Haneke or whatever. Yeah, where the fuck where the fuck are any of my favorite directors? <laughs> or, <laughs> or uh I don't know. There's like a ton of foreign directors like Yeah, the the only one on here was Bong Juno. <laughs> yeah. Cuz he's yeah. like recently like Oscar winning, I guess. Everybody yeah. else is just like just American like trending directors and then all the classics. Yeah. Except for some yeah, really like I, classic ones. Like aren't. like I'd say Park Chan-wook, like, you know, yeah, I honestly, I think Chan Wook is better director than Jun Ho, but they're both amazing. I love him. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a huge difference. But... <laughs> he wasn't even mentioned. Yeah. yeah. No Michelle Hanukkah, no Hodorowski. The ordering was all weird. It's funny. 
Wes Craven. I don't know. Was Bergman on there? Even like, even if you wanted to be like a real like snooty Criterion head, like Bergman wasn't on the list. Yeah, mm-hmm. George Romero. Yeah, there's like, there's a weird, some weird ones when you got. It's just on the top of my head. You know, you got no Bergman, but. Yeah, no Bergman. You got no uh, fucking Russian man that made uh, Mirror <laughs> Tarkovsky. Thank you. <laughs> I said thank yeah. you to my brain for remembering it. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck, love Tarkovsky. Well, uh, can never satisfy everybody, but we went through the list and it's just yeah, it just seems like another one of these lists designed yeah, to annoy. Yeah, there's a lot they haven't mentioned. Yeah, a yeah. lot they haven't mentioned. <laughs> Jonathan Glazer. Yeah, he's made three movies, and like, there's some people on the list that mm-hmm. have made like only two movies. Nic- Nicholas Rogue. Shit. Yeah, there's a lot of, plenty of really you great You could put Peter Jackson on there, too. Yeah, Peter, Peter Jackson's, Jackson. yeah, that's a weird one. If they're in- going to include the Wachowskis and, like, you know, other directors who have made, like, some great things and kind of, you know, don't have the best track record, but, you know, have yeah. some yeah. mark but on history, point, Peter like, Jackson should be according on there. According to this list, right. yeah. Like, George Lucas has made a couple of great movies, but, like, yeah. It seems like if you made one, you should be on there. J.J. <laughs> Abrams is on there, but Peter yeah. Jackson isn't. That's what I thought That's quite fucky. Weird. Yeah. Whatever. Also, yeah, they don't give a shit about like animation directors, too. You know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no Miyazaki. No, no bomb back. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, fucking Venom. Carnage. We watched it. <gasps> Let there be bullshit. Da, 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 da. Let there be Carnage. Venom. Let there be... <laughs> Carnage. French title is uh, Ça va être uh, Carnage, which translates to There will be a carnage. <laughs> there will be a carnage. Yeah. Uh, there will be blood. <laughs> yeah. Venom, there will be blood. Uh, what do you think? Was it the best movie ever? Um. Yeah, it's another yeah. Venom. Oh, where to even begin? Where to begin? Like you guys like Aquaman, or like you like Aquaman? There's more interesting I, going on like directing this. wise in Aquaman than any of the Venom oh, okay. movies. Okay. <laughs> I don't throw fire on Aquaman. T- Tom Hardy's really funny. I mean, you reckon? That's my logic. <laughs> that's my justification See, that's, for that's this. That's what shit. part of what I was so confused about is because I, I don't remember there being there was comedy in the first one. But yeah. it's, it's almost like ramped Clearly. up to trying to mimic almost like a Marvel movie in this one. The, the like yeah. level of like jokes and yeah, like definitely. quips that they're throwing out there in this one, and <laughs> it was just a very odd tone. I, I don't understand like what it is about these movies. I'm supposed to. <laughs> it's very like. schlocky. It's very schlocky. Yeah, because like, I was I was kind of like don't take it yeah, seriously yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, I was kind of. I don't know. I I like the idea of that, like a stupid, fun yeah. using the Venom character and and his gimmicks <laughs> for like fun action and silly comedy. I, I can get yeah. down with that in premise, but the execution is like the laziest yeah. shit ever. <laughs> it is. It is kind of lazy, but it's just like totally capitalizing on like the Venom name. Like people would like this kind of thing now. Just like pump out a superhero movie that's like with Venom in it. And like now, there's like this this villain that's like never been seen, played by like a big actor, and like everyone's excited to see like oh, Carnage is played by Woody Harrelson, 
he's playing a Cletus or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like so ridiculous. Like it's, but if like it, I guess it had it to be made, right? Like I, I guess like it feels like such an early two thousands like superhero movie. Like that's sure, yeah. yeah. Like I agree. To, it feels like Fantastic Four, or, like some shit. Like that. Like, and, but it's really, like successful, really dumb. Yeah, like, but, like Daredevil kind of or some funny. nonsense. But even those, yeah. I feel like, like there was the a bit more like heart <laughs> and effort and like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dare I say self awareness? I don't even know. Of those, like I really enjoy rewatching those just for like, they have, yeah, they have a bit more character, reasons. but but yeah, they are bad, and like so is this. But there's much more going on here. Like there's good actors, I think, <laughs> like Michelle Williams. <laughs> I would say like some of the castings like distracting in terms of like how good like the actors is like, like Stephen Graham. <laughs> I, I was not yeah. expecting him to play such a role in the movie. He's like a policeman, a detective. Yeah, he plays. Like, I, I failed to in, understand um, like the point Empire. of his conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, because they they establish another th another thing that was confusing was like it's not just Woody Harrelson, but he has this whole backstory with his with his girlfriend who has nothing to do with Venom, but I guess is like a super powered person who's got like an X Men ability oh, to yeah, like, scream reads. really loud because that's the weakness of of Venom's. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like almost condescendingly stupid. Like the rules are just like. <laughs> Right, we got two like invincible creatures, except they have two weaknesses: but sound or fire. There's, and they keep reminding you of that, and it's like, yeah, it's like written backwards. It's like the it, everything has to get to that church scene so the the red venom can fight the black venom, and that's like, <laughs> and that's it, yeah. And there's uh, there wasn't even that much action. Like, I know <laughs> a surprising it's lack of action. Comedy, yeah. It was mostly like just dumb comedy. So I figured that's Venom. what like people liked Except about the first Venom, right? It was like yeah. we'd never I mean, seen at the very least, at the very, very least, we'd never seen Venoms fighting before. And you get that mess of like goo, like just going crazy and filling the it's screen. It's a goop in movie. That first movie. Yeah, it's just goop movie. Bunch of goop clanking and whatever. A goopy movie. And I figured they were gonna like double down on that side of it. But mm. they kind of did the opposite. It's it's more like a comp buddy cop comedy thing or like yeah, a buddy kind of. movie with like venom like yeah and tom hardy like learning to get on <laughs> get <laughs> tom just, i guess like, if you find it himself, funny but... basically yeah and then they cg animators like put venom around him like knocking into yeah. furniture <laughs> so, is, yeah is that supposed to be like the hook and he shows his face every once in a while for no reason even though yeah. he's inside his head i and... guess so yeah it just seems like padding to get to the fight at the end with Venom. And, yeah, but and like, Carnage. what is this movie? You know, it's like, just, like there, there's less it's, it's just exposition, I guess. <laughs> but then there's also nothing yeah. that happens. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so the first movie there, you know, it was pretty dull building up to when they get to Venom. It was like, okay, it takes forever. He breaks into the thing, and there's a motorcycle chase or whatever. It's like played fairly straight for that, and then it's like, oh, mm -hmm. he gets Venom, and then there's a buddy interaction or so, something, right? And people are treating the second film as though it's like so so much more self-aware because more of it is just that. But it's like, I don't know. This is also kind of just logically where the story is now. Like, I don't know where else you would start it. It's not like Venom would be missing for the first half of the movie for no reason. I don't know. It's just it seems to have the exact same level of self-awareness as the first one. I got pretty much the same experience out of it. It was not really funny to me. It was very boring. Very, very yeah, boring. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things I was most disappointed by, because I figured there was room to make it crazier and wackier and more self-aware in that way. That's one of the only ways I could imagine this kind of thing actually working. 
but I don't see that self-awareness. It, it just comes across as no. badly written to me and just like <laughs> corny so, and stupid and like nothing, like a, nothing matters. It's just written as a crowd pleaser. Though. What crowd? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> My theater was packed yeah. for that, for this. I just want to know these people. I just don't understand. They were just, I mean, it seemed like they enjoyed the movie. Everyone was just quiet, respectful. <laughs> that was good. Good. That helps with the experience. Yeah, I, I had a similar thing. It was like really busy when I saw it, but there wasn't, there wasn't much laughing for, for how many <laughs> yeah, was, jokes are in the movie. Dead silence. <laughs> there was like, yeah, there was like chuckling. Yeah, what is this movie? Oh, then? I like, think everyone was just everyone was just watching it. Like, I don't think people need to like I think, laugh to I enjoy it. I think people it. are just like really <laughs> fascinated by the character, you know? Because like Venom is a previously yeah, existing property. It. Everybody loves it. Like, I fucking love Venom. You know, like there's, mm -hmm. I like the character. I wish it was rated R or some shit. I wish they actually did something yeah, with the fact that he's Venom. You know, you have this character that's yeah, like so you're tame. a symbiote. You could fucking take over people's bodies. You could <laughs> bore people or whatever the fuck, like, yeah. destroy them. Like, you should be, there should be people being ripped in half. Just fucking get James Gunn to direct a Venom movie or something, right? Like, what is this nonsense? Like, I get it. People are going to see it yeah. either way because it has Venom in the title. And they did. And it made a lot of money. And there was a sequel. And this made some money, probably. You know, like, it's, I, this is just what we're going to keep getting because we're rewarding them like this, you know? Like, fuck. Yeah, if like, you're what, not going to include Spider-Man, if you're like not going to include Spider-Man, because I, I can I can get down with a like a tamer version of Venom that is being used to tell a fun story with Spider-Man, like that that's a good idea. Or yeah, like you're saying, have it be a standalone Venom thing, but embrace the comical violence that people like about that character, because it's a, it's part of his thing. It's part of the movie where he's. He's hungry all the time because he needs human brains, right? Which he can only get from like chicken and chocolate or whatever if he's not eating human brains. But there's a th that could be fun that could someone be. is eating in the movie <laughs> and it's like really it's like one. But that it would be something, even... you know. Then it'd be something to, like the Deadpool thing. It's like yeah, it has the crazy violence, it has the comedy, the tone's consistent. I don't, I never got a vibe of like what it was trying to go for in this movie because it does also want to get you invested in like the the serial killer backstory and there's this all this confused like animated sequence that shows his childhood and stuff <laughs> yeah. it was like oh is that, <laughs> when they showed that towards the beginning of the movie i was like oh is that gonna is that gonna be like part of the visual language of venom now are there gonna be like animated sequences is that like something andy circus wanted to bring to this but no it's just like one like throwaway scene i, I, I just don't what is this movie and then you go to like the weird uh like partying scene where Venom's in the, he's like dancing yeah. with all those, um, it seems like what the fuck? Glow sticks around him. <laughs> ha, and ha, there's ha. like a cameo. L Little Sims is there singing Venom. Just like a super weird, like cameo joke. I, I, I guess it's supposed to be a joke. It's like, why is it, why is it funny about He's this? in a place where you wouldn't expect him to be. Ha, ha. This movie is so fucking lame. It's so tame. It's so <laughs> held back. Yeah. Like, I honestly, you could tell me this movie was rated PG and I'd believe you, except they said one word fuck yeah. at the end. He said, fuck this guy. As, as if that was like a big moment. Like, oh, haha, he said a fuck now. Like, fuck. They they kill uh, the villains, I guess. If they you, kill if everybody like it. off screen. Yeah, anytime there's about to be violence, they cut. <laughs> it's like you can barely tell it's happening. It's like, oh, I guess that I was supposed it's like to believe. Tunes it's not even Looney Tunes. Yeah, she gets crushed. Looney Tunes is like more <laughs> more violent oh my God. than Venom. <laughs> Looney Tunes actually shows more shit than Venom. 
This is just yeah, this is so like <laughs> insulting to the audience. I don't understand how anybody could watch this and not feel like offended by it. It's just like you you don't show anything, and it's really it's cheated so poorly. Like a great example of not showing something but still believing that it's happening is Michelle Hanukkah's Funny Games. Obviously, completely different movies. Whatever, suck it. Uh, but that's an example <laughs> of being able to sh not show something on screen but you still have the audience believe it happens because of how it's cheated out, because of how it's done. That never happens once in this movie, and obviously not the same caliber of film, not the same genre, but they're doing the same thing in terms of you're having an action take place off screen, and we're supposed to believe as audience members that it happened, but never once does it feel like it happened. Never once do I get like, oh, like, wow, he just got eaten by it. Like, like it's just, it's cheated so poorly that it always takes me like, 10 seconds after the fact to be like oh i guess that was supposed to imply that there was someone being eaten off screen right there it's always so poorly made and confusing yeah like uh you remember that scene in um shazam where there are those like monsters in the boardroom like those yeah. things are like scarier than venom that was a good it's scene all about how you present it that was yeah pg something but but is it even trying to make venom scary it seems like they want to make him like a cool like yeah, let's oh, plug him into friend. a group MCU type thing. Yeah, he's like an he's an antagonist, but he's also, you know, the good guy. In this when movie, did so? <laughs> when did he ever antagonize? <laughs> like, like when? When in, in Spider Man Three? he's yeah. like the bad guy. <laughs> exactly. It's written like in comic books. That's how he's written to be. But you know, they have to make um, Sony has to make something with Venom so they can work in Spider Man somewhere at some point. That's yeah. why they kept making movies. Mm -hmm. The, the after credits tease can we talk about it can we just spoil it yeah yeah because spoilers everybody we have to address venom. it i guess um <laughs> yeah spoilers for venom yeah should we um, move it up that? we should probably edit that earlier yeah what <laughs> what did we spoil nothing there's nothing to spoil yeah, about the bad guy dies i said the bad guy i didn't think that would happen <laughs> there's yeah, this yeah, is yeah, an uh, unspoilable movie aside from maybe the end credits <laughs> it's pretty dumb yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that side of it. Um, I can jump into this with a a comment left by Proud Asparagus, nineteen thirty four. He said, "For Ralph, what are you going to spend that sweet, sweet fifty five dollars on?" Because <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> the end credit like reveal is it's like the end of a Marvel movie, basically. It's, it's the stupidest thing, but yeah, like the, it's Venom suddenly explains to Tom Hardy the he's seen things he's seen things like the symbiotes have knowledge that would break his little brain and then he's like what, what does he actually do can you like explain what happens it's clearly linked to the mcu <laughs> there's and like a shows... flash and then it goes to a different universe like my interpretation is that the plot of the next spider-man film is peter parker going up to dr strange and saying hey change things back to before people knew yeah, who i am and then he does that and then it changes the whole universe and so now venom i guess also consciously is warped into a different universe because i don't know his brain's special or something and so they're like oh wow we're in a different uh, timeline now so it was it's because of the events that happen in the next spider-man film that changed the timeline. Does that mean that Venom will be in the next Spider-Man film? I don't know. Either way, they've at least referenced Spider-Man, the Tom Holland, in the Tom Hardy Ven Venom film. I'm not sure that was what the bet was for, 
But whatever. Yeah, that is what the, the five, was for. Yeah, yeah, take the five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is like him. He like licks the screen. There's like a TV screen, and Spide the MCU Spider Man is shown on it. Yeah, and then Venom it's licks the end it. of uh, Far From Home when he, like Peter Parker is shown on the TV. I guess spoilers for Far From Home, but like mm -hmm. that's everyone should know that by now. It's like Peter Parker like shown on television. So yeah. was Venom like recognizing him? Were they saying that he's interacted with Spider Man, or is this like a? It's just like <laughs> he just looks the TV. Yeah, like I'm like, is he gonna yeah. like, kill him? Like, why would he have anything against this random guy <laughs> that's not even in his other universe? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's why I was confused. Spider Man's like, not in saying, the other one, right? Or is he? And they're just were they saying that like Venom has interacted with Spider Man before? Is he's that what horny. they're saying with that? Or... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's just horny for Spider Man. I guess. <laughs> Duh. We didn't. Yeah, we haven't talked about the horniness. That's it's kind of a. a it is. A it must be movie. part of the appeal of it's Venom. It's a fucking yeah, fetish yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Straight yeah. up, like the the Woody Harrelson's character he kills sure. that guy in the prison by like shoving one of his tendril or his tongue tendril down his throat <laughs> and all the kind of sexual I comments about in that. the there's the, in the, there's the scene. scene in the bar. That's like the scene that like everyone's talking about. But what about when um when that shit? When Woody Harrelson breaks his He's girlfriend so out of prison and she's like, Oh, this is so hot. This is like the hottest. Remember that? that was yeah, it's so weird. It's, just, yeah. it's literally just a fetish movie. I guess it can be interpreted that way. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think it's just for people like Venom and yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man fans. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like. I want to like Venom, you know? I want to understand what it is about Venom that, that people enjoy. But the if name. it's based off these movies, I'm just so confused. Like, uh, I no, just like no, Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, Venom's connected to Spider-Man. Like, like yeah, the, I like Spider-Man. We finally get to see Carnage, you know? I said there's a big appeal to, like, Woody Harrelson as Carnage <laughs> playing that. I just thought of Cletus from The Simpsons. Um, whatever they said, Cletus. But that character... You know, that's like, that's a big deal. It's probably the best villain I've seen recently <laughs> in like out of any of these superhero movies. Carnage. Carnage. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Hmm? At this point in Marvel, they're like running out of them. You know, they're running out of it. That's why they want Venom, you know, tied in. That's why I always knew they were going to tie in Venom to Spider-Man. Like they have to, they like Sony has to put Venom in, in the MCU because like, what are they gonna make Spider-Man movies and not put Venom in at some point? Like that's a, it's the great it's a great idea, and that's what they did. You know, mm -hmm. I was just more convinced that like Kevin Feige would not allow this version of Venom in because it would annoy. Well, Cause, yeah, like, cause they're, they're so, scrapping all those it's so like, inconsistent. Yeah, it's so inconsistent with like with the brand they've been building up. It's like much goofy. That's what shocks me darker. the most. Yeah, like. yeah. But at, at the same time, I mean, what else are they going to do at this point? They have to. Like, you have to put Venom in. <laughs> because people want to see Venom in Spider-Man. He's probably the most popular character. Like, but then we're the in a, a situation I, I, again where they've kind of skipped the story. Yeah, sure. But this next movie, they have, like, every villain. They have the Green Goblin, like, Dr. Octopus. Like, for one after, like, what are you going to do? You need Venom or you need something like that. Like Sony's really built something up here, like on its own, and like I guess they're gonna have a piece of at the MCU now. Here's the thing: like, that's though. like the only reason this movie exists. When <laughs> when we were talking about the bed initially, and I, I I don't remember the exact phrasing, but I listened to it like again a week ago. My level of disbelief in terms of like an imaginary theoretical like Venom being included in the MCU, what I was thinking was impossible would be like, yeah, Venom being like the villain in like a Spider-Man 
like a, a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. It's like, yeah, there's no way they would like well, yeah, do that. They're sort gonna of thing. do that in terms That's of like. Happen. Mm, we'll see, but in terms yeah, of like, will. yeah, <laughs> F, yeah. <laughs> in terms of like a Venom sequel existing and them referencing this the Tom Holland universe at the end of it, I don't, I don't think that that's too far fetched. I'm not surprised by what I saw, but I'll still give you the five dollars sure. because everybody ag- agrees that I lost. But yeah, that, that's <laughs> okay. not if 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 I were to phrase myself more specifically. Back when I said it, it would have been something uh, a little bit different. However, there's no way to, there's no yeah, way to account for like all these future possibilities of like, oh, they reference him at the end of a Venom movie or something. Like, of course, I was <laughs> never going to be that specific. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I just figured they would announce it at least, and I guess yeah, it's technically an announcement. I, or I, I don't know if it'll like, go much they, further. I than guess that, at though, some point they could make what I'm the saying. Venom versus the Venom versus Spider-Man movie or whatever. Where they team up and then they go fight Carnage at the end. It's like Godzilla versus King Kong, do something like the same formula, like that. It, it is a thing in Hollywood. <laughs> Who the but hell like, knows? Does this mean that like this Morbius Jared Leto movie is going to be like in the MCU as well? It's really know. confusing to me. I've never seen these different worlds overlap. Well, how it's done, yeah. It just seems like like that's just a different universe, and now Venom has been plucked out of that one. So now Morbius is in the Venom universe, but Venom isn't in it. <laughs> I think that's like, <laughs> what's going on. That, does that make sense? <laughs> what we saw at the end of the film was essentially just a cutaway gag. It was something like akin yeah, to like sure. a Family Guy joke or something, right? Maybe, or it could be like a really, really? serious. Is that how you interpreted it? I could. I think it's a serious application, though. Like, is Michelle Williams's character whatever in that the girlfriend? Character? I I think that the most that we're gonna get out of Venom in the next Spider-Man film is going to be a similar cutaway gag to Venom doing something somewhere. I don't think he's going yeah. to be like a main villain. I don't think he's going to be a main villain in Tom Holland's Spider-Man film in the next one or any if they decide to make more of them. They're never going to make a Venom movie or, or make him the villain? Not they're in not a Tom Holland Hall- film? No, they're not, they're not going to like, seriously include... Not for like the entire They'll movie. They'll do a cutaway gag briefly. or something again. Like that's, that's That seems yeah, unsurprising. A cameo. Okay. Yeah, a cameo Wait, or something like that. Because like, that's, that's what this was. It was a reference to Spider-Man. I, I still don't see... Venom showing up and being like the actual villain in a <laughs> Spider-Man movie is what I'm saying. But <laughs> okay. I'm not going to make another we'll bet. See. I already lost the bet. Yeah, because so. I think they would want to do it themselves. That was yeah, that because that's what my whole thought process was was that they wouldn't want to include the the terrible Venom movies in the thing they've carefully curated themselves and wouldn't want to just shove in this like awful shit. Like it just makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> but it goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's strange. I don't know. It's I guess it's just, just so popular. Like people like it. They go out to see it. Made money. They're gonna reference it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, just, money. it's really light entertainment. Yeah, people really like it. It's uh-huh. just light fun. Yeah. Did you like it when Carnage screamed, "Let there be Carnage"? Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a great. Is that supposed yeah. to be like a self-aware moment? It's a really fucking forgettable movie. Oh, it's crazy forgettable. Nothing it happened. Was, kind of. They're, literally nothing happened in the entire movie. They complained to each other at the beginning. They were like, "I don't, we don't like each other anymore. We're buddies, but we're going to be not friends. And then <laughs> they separate. Venom goes to a bar, <laughs> to a rave or something. Cartage <laughs> breaks out and then like picks up his girlfriend. And then they fight at the end. And that's it. Like literally nothing else happened in the entire movie. I don't know how that was. What was it? An hour and a half or something? 
I don't know what happened the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, super they, short. It's, it's really nuts short. How nothing happened. <laughs> it's, it's so like blinking, you miss the fucking whole movie. It's yeah. so short. So forgettable. I, I guess that's a good thing because you know it doesn't keep you in the theater too long. <laughs> like it's just such yeah. a light movie, like forgettable. But I guess that's what it wants to be, and that's it's just like whatever. Like it's just the Venom movie. It could be worse. Like it's just fine. Mm-hmm. I've seen like it's not as bad as Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> most movies aren't yeah not nothing special happening in the directing nothing special happening in the writing doesn't feel like there's any passion behind this whatsoever it's a very studio movie yeah know? like nobody cares about very anything average. that they're creating it's not for any purpose yeah at the end of the day most important part i wasn't entertained by anything it was just so boring it's fucking boring and forgettable yeah it's crazy boring any uh, thoughts on Andy Circus's direction? It was bad. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't even tell it was directed it was by like anybody. You know, I don't know his directorial yeah. style. You can't you can't even tell it's directed by a human being. It's just like yeah. could have been a computer. I thought that it was kind yeah. of noticeably bad if we're gonna talk about like framing. Because like everything was like yeah, way too close. Sure. You never mm-hmm. got like a good sense for the environment. Like that was distractingly bad, honestly. It was way too tight, and they, they so probably many... just got him for the name. Yeah, he's just like a big name. Yeah, people know him. I I know special effects. I can be a director. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's in the MCU. <laughs> Do you think the action was as bad as that first movie? Because I remember actually getting a headache in the the climax, like fight scene on that spaceship. <laughs> yeah, I think the action movie. this one's better. There was less of it. I could kind of tell what was going on, but yeah, yeah there was less, way of, less it. of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the action is the worst it's just part. Not interesting. Like it's just yeah, it's just like Venom. It's just a bunch of goop, like fucking a goopy movie, <laughs> whatever. Like I can't even tell what's going on in both of them. It's really just like the 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 comedy and and like Tom Hardy walking around with him talking to himself as Venom. Like that's it. It's like a stupid sketch movie. <laughs> I want to eat a human, not a chicken. Yeah, lots of slapstick they comedy. They just eat and... chickens, yeah. And there's like a, you know, a bag and uh, there's like a bag in their apartment that they beat up or whatever. The apartment's destroyed. Phantom John Sound. I would have thought the people who enjoy the, like the like excessive edginess of Venom, the, the comedy side would be like annoying because it distracts <laughs> from the edginess. Yeah, it's not that edginess at all. Yeah, that's why it's probably better. Like, I don't like the edginess. <laughs> but that's why where I'm confused, I guess, because I thought that's why people like um, Venom, because he's edgy. Sure, that's like the hot topic crowd. You can have something that is more mature and more impactful without it necessarily being called edgy, right? You can have something that's like R-rated without you even without needing it to be classified it's as edgy, brains. right? Yeah. I just don't know how you can do Venom without some edge in it. <laughs> yeah it's just it's it doesn't i've seen so many other pg-13 movies that weren't like this disrespectful towards the maturity of its audience you know i've seen so many other pg-13 movies again you just mentioned that scene in shazam again we can think of like the raimi spider-man films we can think of so many other movies where it's like oh there's actually some impact happening here it doesn't have to be like oh i believe every second of it but you know you should be at least believing a bit of the violence or the action you know like just for a moment to believe Mm -hmm. that you know there was a 
an impact from one <laughs> one goop to another goop, you know? <laughs> but no, there's no moment of like any believability for anything at any point. It's just what did I watch? It was a nothing movie. It was an entire nothing movie. I'm just waiting to see an example of this character done in a way that's so interesting to me. Cause at least in cinema, his track record ain't great so far. Like, it's been a joke pretty much since the beginning. A standalone film would have been the point to do it. Remember when it was announced and people were, like, so hopeful about this? Like, oh, standalone Venom? Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be violent and true to those those comic runs where he's, like, standalone going around eating yeah, people. Yeah, because that almost seems like this justification for making it standalone. Like, it's too mature for the the other y universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Right? What a wasted opportunity. Go fuck yourself, Sony. They're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're so fucking bad. Yeah, never get what your hopes up with Sony. <laughs> Unless it's Morbius. Oh, Mr. Leto. Why wasn't Andy Serkis on the best directors of all time list? Yeah, Mowgli just floored me. Yeah. Why wasn't uh, John Watts <laughs> on the best directors <laughs> of all time list? <laughs> I'm, it's amazing that I know his name from memory. I think that that's sad, actually. <laughs> He doesn't deserve to have a name remembered. <laughs> All right. Two out of ten. The same as the first movie. I swore in memory oh, that for the first movie I had it like a four. I swore that it was like a four and I looked at my MDB. I was like, oh, a two. Because I've forgotten most <laughs> of the movie. Like, there's only like tiny snippets in my memory. Like, fuck. My, my brain for remembering that film is like the inverse of swiss cheese <laughs> you know like it's mostly whole yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's dumb it's stupid it's like a 2000s superhero movie and well it is a 2000s superhero movie <laughs> it's not an early 2000s it's like fantastic four or something fucking stupid like that so i like it <laughs> i think it's better than like a two out of ten i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, I can't. I, I I gave it one and a half star. I gave the original one star. Oh, so that's I, a I three like out it a bit ten. more. Yeah, so a three no, out of oh, ten. Do you think this one's better? I think it's slightly better than the original. Um, mm -hmm. I can actually remember some of it a bit more. And mm -hmm. The scenes of like uh, Ray Harrelson. I guess there's some dynamic going on. Those scenes are like trying to be like the Dark Knight, like with like car well, like Carnage and uh, you know Tom Hardy in in the prison, like uh, those scenes. Uh, that yeah. makes it a little better. He, he, I guess he actually does about an equal amount of um investigative journalism. Um, in both like, which is like barely any, just <laughs> <laughs> barely any. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's just about the Venom like comedy shit. Like, I, I guess if you find their relationship like really funny and you like seeing the goo face like come out of his back and talk to him, but <laughs> it's just like really messily like told. Like it like it doesn't look cool. It doesn't yeah. look impressive to me. And especially when it does devolve into these huge like fight scenes on a church. It's like all this like really bad looking CG anyway that has like mm -hmm. no crunch or and it's just so dark yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the venom fans are gonna have to fill me in on this one because uh i don't really get it it's just a crowd pleaser for me i'm not a venom fan <laughs> i don't See, know i consider like the normal mcu movies to be like crowd pleasers this is so, yeah that this i can understand better than this it's like yeah. dumb this yeah. is like worse than most of the spider-man movies yeah 
Venom. It's trying to be like Spider-Verse at the end with like the, the portal or whatever to a different dimension. <laughs> it's just like all trying to be like <laughs> that now. It's so and the new dumb. Eminem song wasn't even like funny really. His bit in it. Yeah. No, it was forgettable. Did he do it like other people? Was it just him? There were some other people just, in like, it. just like featuring Yeah, it's like a collab. Yeah, collab. Yeah. It's like a two and a half out of five for me. Not out of ten. So like a yeah. five. It's just average. Like that's what it's trying to be. It doesn't make it like good. <laughs> it's just like, okay, it was aiming for the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really like whatever. Okay. I guess what else are you going to do with Venom? It's like a fucking stupid idea. I don't <laughs> they know. They just want to make it, They just want to put him in the MCU. Like that's the only reason they're, they're even making the movies. <laughs> it's like the reason they made the Amazing Spider-Man movies because they want to keep the rights. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, okay, I guess it has to exist. At least it was, like, somewhat entertaining. Like, the actors got paid, right? <laughs> Some good actors got a lot of money. Can we all That's at least do it. agree that Venom's voice is fucking cringe in these movies? Okay. Like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah, I don't Tom remember Hardy it being it. that bad. <laughs> Let me eat him. Yeah. Holy fuck, it's so bad. So cringe. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad as Spider-Man 3 Venom voice. But it's still pretty bad. So, so, yeah. yeah, Tom Hardy's better than Topher Grace and like those cool voice. <laughs> He's supposed to be I'm a sure cool we'll character. Have more Venom interpretations in the future that are going to be better than like this yeah. one. Yeah, for more Venom like, interpretations, go to e621.net. <laughs> so, is, is he supposed to be cool? Is that what it is? Him. Like I'm supposed yeah. to be looking at him thinking this. He's is supposed cool. to be a bad guy, but he's also likable. He's like you know everyone right. likes Venom. Like they go, they're like, looking, they kind of write they're like him looking to around be... for Venom. There's a whole point in the movie, remember? They're like searching the city for Venom. They're like going to the stores. So like, Where's Venom? Go? We're and trying then to find it's the yeah, shopkeeper. Like, like he's their friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like the shopkeeper's like, oh, I know Venom. But yeah, Venom's, Venom's written like an immature, her, like, child. <laughs> like the way yeah. he behaves is like super immature. And like in the yeah. final action scene, he like retreats. He's like a coward. What's cool He's about a him? nerd He's like on so his home planet. Lame. That's why he likes Tom Hardy so much. That's just funny. But if they wanted to take funny? that angle, you probably could get comedy out of it. Yeah. They don't. It it's funny. like they want it's both. Hilarious. They want the cool imagery. Did you laugh in the theater? It's better. No. <laughs> I, I laughed once and it was, I was when, maybe um, chuckling, maybe smiling. You know, I laughed at I, Michelle I like Williams. Uh, <laughs> Michelle no, Williams had that. a funny bit in the interrogation scene. I don't know if it was intentional <laughs> or not, but she like whispers Venom to Tom Hardy in the most <laughs> bizarre way. It's like really, really weird. That was the only time I laughed the whole movie. And I don't know if that was even supposed to be a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't forget to mention those character posters that Sony released. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking <laughs> legendary! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Woody Harrelson's haircut, little chubby smile yeah, he's got. Like, <laughs> and it looks then, like something's died on his head. <laughs> on Michelle Williams's character poster, in the bottom background, you can see this like female venom shape. <laughs> And they literally, literally it, it was traced from deviant art fan art from <laughs> oh, yeah, years yeah. before. <laughs> Someone found this out <laughs> on the official character poster. They just traced it from deviant art of just, I guess. Oh, that's so funny when yeah. people find that. Oh, Tying God. it in. <laughs> it's very funny. fitting. It yeah. is a fetish movie. We got girl venom yeah. for like a second. Yeah, again. Oh, yeah. And she was like, she had a too. different physique too. They gave like venom, like it's like, yeah, oh, I'm controlling a girl, so now it's a girl body. Like, what the fuck? 
Okay. Is she? That's in the first movie, the the female Venom. Oh, yeah, is it? Because I don't remember. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah because he, so, he kissed his Tom Hardy like as Venom. Movie. I remember that part. Yeah, that was really. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Because like, Venom made oh, out. Oh God, they made yeah, out the with each other. The first movie is a fetish movie too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first movie, the first movie has tons of that shit. Yeah. It's just like whatever. Just watching the same movie twice but shorter. <laughs> okay. Who do you want in Venom Three? Well, that's the thing. Sorry, like, I've really been, I've been really looking forward to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> in the first Venom, I when they like showed the trailer and it showed the two Venoms fighting at the end of the trailer or whatever, I thought, oh, that must be Carnage. Because I don't. Those are like the two Venom characters I know of. Fucking Venom yeah. and Carnage. Yeah. Who 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 else is there? They've already used Riot. <laughs> like how many other like just different colors? Oh, we were talking about characters. I was gonna say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> 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 As a Venom, yeah, yeah, I'd see, I'd see that Venomized Happy Dwayne. Venom. <laughs> Venomized Dwayne. <laughs> I don't know, Jared Leto. Uh, Venomized M- Morbius. Michelle Williams could become a Venom, like evil Venom. Mm. Purple Venom. I don't know if they'll do that. Bring back <laughs> Bully Parker. Bring back emo Toby. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna have a scene like that? They're gonna at least have a reference to that in the new Spider-Man. They're totally gonna have like a like a ooh emo reference, even if it's just a line of dialogue. Like, yeah, maybe. Like, oh, you would look better if you dyed your hair black. You would be like, I don't do that anymore, or just some fucking <laughs> nonsense. I can imagine that more in like a Spider Verse sequel than a. Uh, I'd be surprised if they did it in like the MCU one, but I don't know what what level of reference they're really gonna go for for this movie. It's kind of scary, like. It's going to be How the much whole of a movie. clip show. It's going to be. Yeah. You really think uh, so? It's just going to be. <laughs> Cruella was very successful, I think, maybe. <laughs> sure. I like Homecoming, so I think it'll be like that. I, I, you know, I have hope for it. I think it's just going to devolve into Ready Player One. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. You really yeah, think that's it's going to be I was that saying. bad? I, I fear it's going to be. Because Homecoming, like, it had a heart to the, the story in terms of, like, the way they spun the vulture yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't think Venom is that. Like, I don't think it's as bad as that. Venom's, like, pretty straightforward. You know, this this new one and the other one, the first one. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, Ready Player One. It's just, it's not, it's not a bunch of references. They're just, like, dumb comedies. Like, at least it's straightforward. It harkens back to, like, superhero movies that are actually, like, Entertaining, like Fantastic Four, <laughs> which I never Forest thought I'd Stick. use as good as a good. Uh, no, the, the, <laughs> the, one. the one with Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Not that one. That one sucks. Mm. There's like other kinds of Venom villains, like you know the the goo or whatever gets on other people and it makes them different. Like there's one called Scream, I think. Scream. And there's like there's like other ones. Yeah, it like looks like Venom, but it's not Venom. So it's like. <laughs> different <laughs> so there's like a bunch of them they could I suppose do. it could go on like animals or something yeah tiger so. venom <laughs> giraffe venom yeah tiger venom yeah yeah all right two of us saw many saints of newark i did not and i don't really you want to so it. they can talk about it and spoil it and i woke give a shit. up this morning <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the sopranos yeah, so we got our sopranos prequel movie now yeah um Got I don't know how you felt about like the build up to this movie and like what it represents and everything because I was I was really interested and I thought the the pitfalls it was gonna fall into it it didn't but it was like a different type of pitfall it fell into in my opinion <laughs> what it represents 
Was it, I don't, I don't yeah, know. in terms of... <laughs> I'm my biggest takeaway was I don't understand what about this story meant that it had to be a two hour prequel movie that wouldn't have been better explored in some kind of mini series or something that closer resembled the yeah. original Sopranos material because that, that's what's so more. good about the yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's, it's kind of being sold as well, it says on the poster who made Tony Soprano, and I suppose that's what it's. It's kind of about. Yeah, but, it's not um, about Tony Soprano, really. He's in it. He's in it. Decent amount, but yeah. And so that was one of my People biggest takeaways. Was actually that. how, yeah, I was I was disappointed by that angle because Michael yeah. Gandolfini, I thought, did kind of an incredible uh, version of of his dad, and yeah, I really wanted good. to see more of it. It's a lot um, of good acting in this. Yeah, performances. Yeah, and I don't really have a problem with the cast or the acting. Yeah. It was just it felt like. <laughs> like a season condensed into two hours yeah so nothing really focused gets, on all these characters wrong. yeah and all of them had like basically an equal amount of time it's just so yeah, focused on all these other things so... it feels like a season of television yeah it feels like a tv episode also it feels like you just watched the sopranos honestly which <laughs> i think that's on a fast good thing. forward is the thing yeah because it is written by david chase and it has the yeah all the you can tell there's there's like a good story in there and the, and it has a it's like some certain reveals about things. Yeah, it's like good symbolism. Mm-hmm. Looks good. And uh, you know the the what in the original show the way it, it's able to explore like sensitive socio political like topics and whatnot through these really interesting characters. That's like one of the best things about Sopranos and just the slow burn of it and how you just gradually learn everything about these characters. Yeah, it's. It's just not there in the same way, I don't feel. Mm-hmm. The appeal of this is like you see all these guys when they're younger. It's all the same characters, Paulie and Silvio, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's a, there's definitely comedy to that. All those actors are good. Like all the the cast they got. The guy from Ingrid Goes West. He's in No Time to Die recently. Like he's great as Paulie or uh, the guy they got to play Silvio. It's like that's the appeal, I thought. <laughs> like those yeah, parts are good. which... Again, kind of seemed like a missed opportunity because it seemed more like it was a bit more of a celebratory kind of like reference type thing where, uh, you know, they're saying all the things they'd say in the in the Sopranos and it's almost more like, oh, I remember those kind of lines from the show type thing. Yeah, as opposed to, it's a lot of references. Like filling in blanks, yeah. you know, there's, it's there's like different for, ways like, to do If prequel. you like the show, it's definitely for people who watch the show and enjoy the show. They would definitely get yeah, out of the like movie. Yeah, like I don't if know you didn't, what I don't you'd know. get out of this you'd probably if think, you didn't yeah, see you'd the You'd probably Sopranos. like hate it. <laughs> or you'd probably think just like you'd get nothing out of it. This is not for you. There's a lot to get out of it if you've seen the show, though. It's definitely a good follow-up piece. Um, it could have been a series because, like you said, there's like these scenes that are really good and you're waiting for them to like lead to something, but you're just like, okay, that's the mm. scene. <laughs> and it's like, okay, it could have had like a whole season of that kind of development and it would have been really great, but... You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like a lot of this, we're running into this problem now. Like, you don't know whether to make it a show, a miniseries, or a movie, or a short film. Or like, you have no idea how to structure these things. Because this could have just been a show. Yeah, it definitely could have been a show or a miniseries. Because it makes the flow of the story very odd for a yeah. two-hour runtime. I don't know how you felt when it ended, but I was like, oh, is that that's like the ending? Like, it kind yeah. of pitters out. I felt like it could have kept going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what they're planning if they want to like do just like a, a trilogy of movies yeah. or yeah, they it could feel do like that. I, I feel like they could do that. I'd see another one, another series with like all this cast. I'd see a series of it or a movie sequel, you know. But there's just like 
it's nothing even about it that's that a high production value that you couldn't make another movie mm-hmm. yeah they should yeah, have just like thrown thing. down they should have thrown down like 200 million to make like five of these <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they should yeah done. if i knew there was more to this story coming or that it was building to something then because yeah it does feel like a lot of build-up yeah if they're making more of like fucking halloween kills or whatever then you can make more <laughs> sopranos movies like people want to see them like what happened it was a pre- it's a period piece movie it looked great but it's a, mostly a drama it's mostly about just characters mm-hmm. and the actors are a bunch of i don't want to say they're nobodies but it's not like you know they're not tom cruise it's about the characters and the writing and like the television writers. That's what they're good at. Like really developing people over a long period of time, not like two hours, uh, but I still really like the movie. I, I want more of them. That's mainly my, I, I really like it. I see these criticisms. Yeah. I guess I'm more hung up on the missed opportunity aspect of it uh, and how, like how much potential is there with that cast and what could it, what it could have built to. There's not a lot there if you haven't seen the show. Yeah. I just feel that way. But I, even with seeing the show, I feel like it's not its not like playing Red Dead 2 and it filling in like these essential gaps with characters and really making it, like, enriching the stuff you've seen before. I didn't feel yeah, that way as much. Yeah, just had much more time, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is, just a lack of time. The Sopranos is a show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, to follow up The Sopranos, like, at least if you made it a series, it would have had a chance. But yeah, you just don't have the time to flush that out. And even if you want to contrast it with something like, um, like El Camino, right? Which was yeah, there's kind been of the a opposite lot of where recently. it's continuing. Right, I liked El Camino a lot more because like I guess a one, it, wasn't, it wasn't a prequel, but yeah, and it was True. more of an epilogue yeah. with a character that could have done with a bit more, and it did fill in some blanks and finish off and put a full stop on that character. Where this was kind of opening a new book with young Tony and seeing like the the dynamics of when they were all young, but without yeah. it really building to anything that's... Sure. There's the Deadwood movie, too, which is a continuation of Deadwood after three seasons. Yeah, I like yeah. I like those Newark movie better because it felt more like a film. It didn't feel as much as like a TV film like that one does, or a TV movie. There's definitely parts in, in the Deadwood movie, like flashbacks to the show, in case like you don't remember what happened. This is like a way more artful than that. <laughs> Like, it, hmm. it assumes you've seen the show, and if not, it spoils things for you. Like, it's way more like it, it's actually analyzing the show, and it, it takes the audience, like, a bit more, like, seriously. How did you find the framing of the the narration? Which I find kind yeah, of surprising. Yeah, I thought the I narration to... was good. Christopher Moltisanti, his son, he was yeah, like it a starts baby. by spoiling in the, the Sopranos, in the basically. Yeah, yeah, right away, right. And the, the, there are moments where it kind of uses your prior knowledge of the Sopranos with like showing Tony, and then I did feel like it was over, it was like overcompensating sometimes with that narration. Yeah, there's a lot of references. Yeah, there's so many references. All the characters, but just yeah, Car- I just Carmella, like it gives the audience you know, some credit. Already when they're kids, it already shows up. <laughs> it's Jackie, <laughs> everybody, you know. It's just like all these yeah. people just show up, and yeah, they're just there for fan service. Really, makes you wish they had like a whole series to like develop it out. Yeah. Yeah, which I is just what they should leave do. That much of an impression on me. It's because Michael Gandolfini is good. Like they have good actors, like a, uh, you know, Tony's mom. Like all those actors are good. They should just keep it going with them. Yeah, yeah, I like the casting, but it's just so Russian. Like Ray Liotta plays like a cool character. He plays two different characters, and yeah, that was they're odd, very dis- kind of distinct dreamlike. on their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But then again, it's just, you're really not getting enough of any of it. And like the Leslie Odom Jr., um, the guy who was in music. Yeah. His character is very underdeveloped. That's like a... One yeah, of that whole section of it about the riots. Like it, it does feel like that, that would be like it, it, an episode It does have a point. Show. Yeah, it has a point in the story. It's like they cover up a body, basically, because <laughs> the mm-hmm. fire, um, you know, they throw co- Molotov cocktails at like cars. So like the fire, that, that makes sense. Like how we'd kill Ray Liotta's character, cover up the body in a yeah, fire. Yeah. Like it's believable. Like, you know, it's like that. That's it. Like that's the end of it. Like everything mm-hmm. definitely builds to something. There's always, there's always like a payoff. It's just like I wish there was more time, to, you know, to like develop this out. Like, because the surprises are good, you know. There's a lot of good surprising moments. And but yeah, the the slow burn of the show as well is part of yeah, what makes that the payoff so effective. Whereas like right. the main character is Dicky Moltisanti, who's mentioned a lot in the show. Um, but I, I, yeah. it, it does feel like it just concludes too quickly. Like that scene on the beach with him and where it goes from there it's just like yeah it, it just feels a bit rushed to me I, I wish we just could have had more of it yeah but yeah what would you give it though what would i give it uh i think for fans of the show they're gonna like really like it i give it eight out of ten but you know you really need to enjoy the show like it's definitely for that audience I, I don't know if you're gonna get as much out of it if for for people who haven't seen it, like Adam. Like I have no idea. <laughs> it's like a good crime film, I guess. But you know, there's definitely there's so many crime films out there. I'd say The Sopranos is a bit more unique. You know, this is like a good movie, though. I wouldn't say it was a waste of time. I'm like halfway it's through solid. season two on The Sopranos, and I my original plan was to uh, my original plan was to speed run through all of it before this movie came out, but I got busy as is what always happens and yeah. then the reviews for this weren't that good i'm like okay i'm just gonna take my time with this i'm not gonna <laughs> but I, you know yeah i'll, I'll catch it's up Sopranos on Sopranos great. At some point. it's a great show yeah yeah really great show i i am a big fan of sopranos it's one of my favorite shows but i guess yeah. my i was just expecting too much from this and i don't know if the if the two hours just gives it enough to leave an impression and it's no it's like it's like nothing compared to goodfellas or you know similar genre type movies but yeah i i would be down to see sequels if that's the plan but otherwise i'm like right down on the middle on this i'd I'd give this a two and a half three star i wasn't like annoyed while watching it but it did end i was like oh it felt kind of like a missed opportunity to me especially getting like that there's so many checkboxes that it's ticking like it has david chase back it has this cast that's doing like a really good job it's just it's just it's really weird with the pacing and just the way the story comes together like i don't really want to see it again which is unfortunate yeah. as like a big sopranos fan yeah yeah cool if you yeah, if you like it. the show yeah check it out yeah. i'll check it out in 10 years from now or something <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the theme song for the movie at the end it was kind of like bizarre i thought <laughs> yeah i didn't uh, have that choice <laughs> that's kind of funny yeah i forgot about that actually <laughs> but yeah it's, it's you know the ending is like very it's a very dark ending you know i'm like oh this is very sad or whatever and then it's like to play the sopranos theme you hear it come in like boom 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 <laughs> got yourself for good <laughs> yeah <it's>... yeah <laughs> It's a, I don't know. That was an odd choice. A lot of odd choices here, but. Mm -hmm. All right. 
There was a movie recommendation from me called One Cut of the Dead. We will be spoiling it. If you haven't seen this film, go see it now. Press pause. Watch the movie. Come back. It's a single take zombie film, low budget. And all you need to know about it is that you should watch past the credits. All right. Spoilers away. What did you both think of it? This, I love this movie. It's so much fun for me. It's a good It's a good vibe. It's a good mood. I had such a fun experience yeah, watching this. Yeah, I like this. the first 40 minutes. <laughs> and nothing else? <laughs> Alex, I would love to hear what you think about it, uh, but I would just first like to say what I love about the movie yeah, is too. that it rewards you for noticing subtleties in the first 40 mm-hmm. minutes. Like some are much yeah, more yeah. overt for sure. as it goes towards the end of the single take film. It's like obvious, like, okay, the the when it just holds on the main girl screaming like that's one that everybody notices sort of thing right and then later mm-hmm. they call back to it and the producer's like oh wow that's kind of boring and then it explains it but even further further yeah, back in the film funny. closer to the beginning where you're just like you have these odd moments of just like oh the characters all kind of just like look to the side or they're like standing awkwardly or something um you know there's moments yeah. where they later on say like oh they were told to improvise uh, and she starts teaching about mm-hmm. her pom technique and all that. I I love <laughs> yeah, that yeah. it it rewards for noticing those things and it rewards for repeat viewings. It's a very satisfying uh, multiple watch film. I I love. Yeah, the, they throw the, the they throw it, the arm like at them like through the doorway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like moments like that. Like okay, that looks fake, but it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. See, it's it's fascinating. You say what you say, Ralph, because this the the layers of the narrative that really got me invested into it and making me one made me love it more the longer it went along and as it reveals itself um because we haven't really mentioned the the comedic angle of it and how mm-hmm. as it's gradually revealed how the the first 40 minutes is kind of a it's it's almost like backwards comedy it's it's really unique in how like you're you're getting payoffs in the third act that uh, you're interpreting in a completely different way, but act as payoffs. Like the first forty minutes is like I I thought it was just a more standard horror movie experience, like a B movie kind of horror mm-hmm. movie that it was going for. And like Ralph, I was in, I was finding more enjoyment from the way it was made as opposed to like properly engaging with what it was trying to do in terms of like a, any form of like narrative or the actual characters um as fun as it is with the especially with the director coming in and like the comedic timing of him shouting like action and pushing the zombies in it is a it's a fun hook but i it was in the back of my mind where is this going like how can how can this go for an hour and a half um with how quickly it's escalating and when it starts breaking down into the backstories of all the actors the characters and the different levels of how they're planning this ridiculous shoot they've got to do and then embracing the whole like chaos of filmmaking and every single element that goes wrong and how they manage to shamble together this this cute like horror movie it's like really charming and comedic and you're right it feels like there's a bunch of really satisfying payoffs for those that pay attention because as soon as it finished i actually went back and rewatched the first 40 minutes to see what it was like again and it's it's a completely different experience to watching it the first time and i absolutely adore movies like that where it it's like a different experience on rewatch after that first time and that mm-hmm. first experience is like such a valuable unique type of storytelling that i can't believe they uh 
I didn't read it before watching it, but on the blurb of the Blu-ray, it, it kind of spoils that whole reveal. And I'm I'm glad you like preface not to read anything about it because it's mm-hmm. that that to me is one of the more unique aspects to it, and I can't believe they would yeah they would blow that. It's one of very few movies you can actually spoil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if I knew that in 40 minutes the narrative was going to change and it was going to be about something else, yeah, it, it would have been a completely different devalued experience. <laughs> well, yeah, I, for me, that's the problem. It just becomes like a different movie after mm-hmm. 40 minutes. It sells itself as something else, like in the beginning. It's necessary. It sells, itself, it sells itself necessary. as a one take. It's necessary. Yeah, I find it necessary. Yeah, it sells itself it, it, as a... It addresses well, if, it started, like, if the, the first 10 minutes was like the rest of the movie, which is like, you know, like a normal film, basically, with cuts and just angles or whatever. That would be... And then it goes into a no. one take movie. Well, it's selling itself as a one take horror movie. And then after 40 minutes, it just becomes something else. It's If, if you're going to yeah. get specific uh, about it, it sold itself as having the first 40 minutes as one take. So it was not dishonest in that way, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I found it more like clever in terms of it, it, it tricking you into thinking that it's going to be about that, but actually it's about something much more interesting. The, all, all the problems I was having with the campy B-movie stuff that, yeah, I enjoy, and I do enjoy that kind of horror, but the it, it's embedded into the story where mm-hmm. it addresses all of these awkward p- points, as you mentioned earlier. In like the third act and where it does go wrong in the process and all these intricate little details with all the characters and fleshing out like each one of the zombies you saw in the first 40 minutes whether it be the the guy with diarrhea and how that plays into it or the it. the woman actor who's like just a bit too into the role and how that like causes chaos in the background it's really funny i, I was laughing and chuckling through the that third act especially mm-hmm. a lot I, I found it really satisfying the way it comes together yeah the first time i watched this movie i was like somewhat you know somewhat passively into the first act i was like oh this is kind of interesting just kind of watched as it went along and then as the first act starts to come to an end you know there are these weird things happening they become more overt with the quote-unquote mistakes that they're making and Mm -hmm. it's just like okay i'm not really taking this too seriously but i'm you know i'm continuing watching second act when i experienced that for the first time i'm like oh weird what and i was like kind of confused and I wasn't super engaged in the second act at all. I found it kind of like dull and slow. However, as soon as it gets to the third act of the film, I was like, this is the best fucking movie ever. Like, it was it was <laughs> like, wow, I'm I'm so glad this is happening. It was like a cinema is alive. Like, like this is just such an invigorating, fresh, new, engaging, like hilarious experience. And every subsequent watch I've had of this film, I've seen this movie probably four times now. Now that I know what it is and now that I know the absolute necessity of the second act and what it's going for and what the tone's supposed to be and what I, I'm getting out of it, that second act is like just a breeze. Like it's it's not only necessary, but it's like fun and just learning about how they establish these characters and like plant all these little seeds and, you know, his daughter watching the star of the movie at the beginning and just like the, you know, just it's so everything that's in this film is just so necessary for that experience that is just entirely unique and i i haven't gotten this Mm -hmm. experience from like any other movie ever it's not a perfect movie it's not like a 10 out of 10 for me but like in terms of like movies that i love like this in the past five years this is like way 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 up there in terms of movies that i like actively try to share with people that i think just more people need to see yeah it's such an original take on 
kind of the you know done to death genre and, and yeah they completely the, reinvented found footage and horror and comedy go together so well mm-hmm. especially the way it's done here where it is is played more for the the horror b-movie side at the beginning but then in re-watching that opening for a second time it has more of a comedic you read it more comedically knowing the full context yeah um, it's just such a such a clever structure and in terms of like concept this is this is like really high up there for me there's like there's only a movie every i don't know five years maybe decade maybe like <laughs> maybe even longer there's only a, one movie every once in a while where you watch it and you're like damn they did it first and now you can't do it again like you see a movie like the sixth sense where it's just like okay you can't do that yeah. again like they did it and they got to it first and whoever just you know came up with that idea it's like holy shit you actually did that mm-hmm. and you pulled it off but now nobody can do it again this is one of those movies um yeah it's just fascinating and, and, and what's particularly great about this concept um is it really lends itself towards being low budget and small scale yeah yeah we haven't mentioned the budget yet yeah budget uh converted to american dollars twenty five thousand dollars so like super fucking low budget especially for what they're doing how many people are involved just like the intricacy of what they're pulling off and they made worldwide at this point 31.2 million so we're talking like fucking blair witch levels of success here we're talking like in terms of money into money received like that's absolutely Mm -hmm. nuts um but what i was saying is like the concept alone like in lends itself incredibly well to to this low budget because you know if you think about it practically you can shoot the one cut take thing first and let's say there is a quote-unquote mistake like something that you actually didn't intend you can always retroactively explain it later (laughs) you know like you have that opportunity to because then you get to tell the story about like why this happened why that happened and make it whatever you want uh obviously from what i can tell the vast majority of quote-unquote mistakes in that first one take film within a film those are intentional because they all have just such specific payoffs towards them you can tell like yeah yeah, like the guy who has the he can only drink uh soft water or whatever like non-mineralized water or else he gets (laughs) bad diarrhea and like the actors looking to the side and getting the prompts like yeah like who knows if there are like little tiny quote-unquote mistakes sprinkled in that were not intended and then retroactively explained but for the most part they are very intentional so yeah like it's like um remember we were talking about like uh bad taste and i was saying mm-hmm. that it's like a really shitty movie that has an awesome special features featurette making of yeah, yeah yeah this is like an okay movie that has the best making of featurette but it's still a part <laughs> of the movie and then there's another layer back where there was another like the one cut take movie with it like the director's not even in the movie there's another you peel back further into reality and there's another layer <laughs> and it's just like it's so yeah. meta and on the the blu-ray they have they have like a special feature where they have someone behind the cameraman with a gopro <laughs> filming <laughs> what they're doing <laughs> for like that 40 minutes yeah you can see like tiny sprinkles of that in the end credits for the movie too it's just like it's so uh invigorating and it's got so much of what i love about like the magic of cinema and especially just like working on such a small budget and and um being able to turn take something so small and turn it into something so big like regardless of whether or not they made a shit ton of money i think the product itself really is a testament towards that 
and really impressive blocking and use of space too mm -hmm. for that one shot. It's it's really well done, and and yeah. even including just I I really adore that aspect that it's the. The issues and problems I was noticing with it are like explained within the movie. Like I really like the whole director of photography with the bad back that falls over, and then yeah. they change, and then and then you can tell. Like when rewatching it, you can tell that it's like shot by someone else. Like it's really yeah. obvious on a subsequent rewatch, and it's like <laughs> seeing the background like tension of them trying to make the human pyramid for that crane shot. Oh, it's such a it's, satisfying it's, ending. Yeah, it's it, the way it loops back on itself is satisfying is the word. It's just yeah, it's so satisfying the way it all comes together. Yeah, it's it's like the perfect mood movie for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you picked this up. Uh, it, it was mentioned briefly, but the person that picks up the camera after they fall down earlier in the, I, I mean in the in Act Two of the film, there's like a short line where she is like going up to the cameraman. She's like, oh, don't you think it would be cool to zoom in and out really aggressively every time you <laughs> see a zombie? And he says like, no, that would be way too cheesy. And then that's yeah, the yeah. same character. And so that explains like, you know, when she picks it up and the guy's like, bleh, bleh, and you see all these. Bleh, bleh, bleh. And it's like, yeah, first time watching the movie, you're like, oh, interesting choice. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you could interpret it as a little cheesy. Maybe for some people watching the film, it's effective. You know, like even even though there is like a broad range of like what threshold someone can hit or what parts about zombie movies or cliches or filming techniques can make someone irritated. Like there's a lot of that in the, the first 40 minutes for me. But I'm imagining like, okay, even people that don't watch as many movies as me or don't get irritated by as many things as me, they might be able to watch that part and not necessarily go like ew gross look at all those zoom ins but still like kind of notice them and especially when the film later mm -hmm. explains it right like i think that this movie in a way is also kind of like an interesting great and fun way to get people to pay attention to more things about what they see in a movie because they're explicitly kind yeah. of saying like oh you know these techniques are used and this is explained by that character doing that thing at that time in the fictional other movie <laughs> that's created within the movie sort of thing yeah so many so many layers and just i i get a, a crap ton out of out of this movie layers like an onion yes and a cake <laughs> <laughs> you know with without the second and third act of the film it, i i feel like i would be missing so much you know i i love the Palm woman, and I love like her the way her character is yeah, explained, and and yeah, it's not like a perfect um, airtight realis realism movie or anything. Like if you think about the the way that things are set up, uh, the fact that they're doing a single cut zombie channel film that is being live broadcasted is live kind streamed. of yeah, silly. Yeah. Uh, the fact yeah, that you know the the mother character, director's wife. You know, her it, her entire conflict is like, oh, she actually like she'll get lost in the role and you can't control her anymore and she's going to break someone's neck. <laughs> like that's a that's a really silly conflict. But for the movie, for what it is and what it's going for, it works. It just works so well. It's like it's it's like a cartoon for me. Yeah, it fits with the time. It's just yeah, I, it, it's I got a smile on my face just thinking about the movie. And that's why I recommend it. I was like, you know, I could watch this again. You know, it's only been like a fucking probably a year or m maybe two, but like it hasn't been that long yeah, since I okay. started watching it. And this is already like fourth or fifth time or something. Yeah. And it's a good one to I show people because of how it, yeah. Yeah, because it's fun.
So was it really the comedy that missed for you, Ralph? Were you not finding it too humorous? What about the comedy? Oh, that I, oh, like I didn't like the comedy. Because that's what yeah, really what not. was selling yeah. me as it was coming together towards the end. I liked the comedy in the in the first part. I was really just missing the one take angle. Like once it just you felt that, robbed. Mm. I did. I felt robbed. It just mm -hmm. like totally lost me at that point. <laughs> that was like what made it unique. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. That part. I think that's a compliment to the movie. Do you movie. think that if you knew going into the movie that the second and third act were the way that it that they are that it, yeah. that you would have a different experience. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not a like fan. Like soured of it. your it's mood. Just switching. Yeah, it could have just been one take whole movie. <laughs> I don't know how you would yeah. have done it. But... It would it's it, it would lose <laughs> so really much for me. And I've seen other one take yeah, movies. I just really enjoyed that gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Would not. It's not a gimmick. Sometimes it is. It kind of is. is really well done. It had like an absolutely perfect premise for this kind of film. <laughs> like the, the cameraman's per it's a great character. Like it's perfectly set up. Like it makes sense. Like the director wants them to keep recording. Like <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's really funny. This is a million things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it really worked until it becomes like a it becomes like a straightforward movie where they explain it. I I I I don't know if I could ever use the I, word I straightforward the movie to describe this movie, but I know what you in mean. terms of how it's presented. Yeah, like it's, it's the most unique movie that's come out in the past it's, like it's five years. Normally, <laughs> Honestly. It's cut normally. Yeah, it's shot. <laughs> it has opening credits. Yeah, it's not like anything groundbreaking at that point. The opening shot, like the first take, is like the best part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's like the unique I, part. It, I I would say it's the best part, but only with the w only with the necessary context of the second and third act. Without the second and third act, it yeah. wouldn't be anything really special to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. No, clearly, a lot of people were in that boat. <laughs> That's how I felt. Speaking about Kimber and plagiarism. Oh you, yeah. You read anything about this? The side of it, where um, apparently uh some behind-the-scenes settlement had to be done with uh, the the writer or creator of a, a play that it was apparently uh, kind of loosely based on called uh, yeah. Ghost in the Box or something. Was not aware. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you'd already heard about it or not, considering the whole Kimber stuff and everything. But Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Uh, according to Wiki, he had stated that One Cut of the Dead was partially inspired by it. I don't see where it says there was a settlement. Um, I'm on this Variety article. Further adding to word of mouth was a suggestion of plagiarism that emerged in August. Director was accused of borrowing too much from a stage play, Ghost in the Box, which had been put on between 2011 and 2014. The parties settled their differences and agreed to change the final credits of the film. The new credits now describe the film as a joint original work by the pair of them, English language... Oh credits for planning and development cooperation variety understands that there was also a financial settlement whatever okay. that means yeah mm. i i would have to see ghost in the box to see how much is uh boring yeah but like yeah i mean like the the i don't know the concept of like a meta movie within a movie or play within a play like synecdoche new york is an example that's existed from before too it really depends just like what your too, vision think, is like or what your gimmick is or, you know. It's the execution. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't imagine. There's the no such thing stuff. as this as a stage play. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'd imagine it, it would still be possible to borrow a lot from something, but I have no idea. I would have to actually see it, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just curious to throw out there. Yeah. The music in this actually adds a lot. It's not like the most well-composed music ever, but it's not like it's not so bad and cookie cutter that it makes me like irritated. It's somewhere in between, but I'm glad it's there. Not not only for the first act, but also for the second and third. It really helps <laughs> helps the mood. It really enforces like this great happy feeling that I experience when watching it. Remind me of the music in the second and third, because I mostly have the first act's kind of music in my head, the electronic stuff. Oh yeah, some funny sound effect usage as well. At the end, uh, near the end of the film, it's like <laughs> like that, and then yeah, yeah, that's the right. end credits song is kind of a banger, but it also sounds like a ripoff of a like a 80s song that i can't remember the name of it's like it got the oh. same chord progression but that ha- apparently just every japanese song you've heard is a ripoff of an american song <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> yeah i didn't like the music it's in this hyperbolic but... is this okay yeah. that's interesting i rarely rarely ever hear you talk uh, negatively about music so this that's why that's interesting to me yeah well, well it's not like scary really well, once it becomes like it's just about the making of the movie, it has like yeah, just like music like that, like what you were doing, like comedic like, intentions. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, like it's not horror mu- movie music at all. There's no like any horror sounds or, but I guess that's a good thing. But it's just like nothing scary. It's just like bam, 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 bam. I'm like okay, <laughs> it, it's good for like the comedic tone. Yeah. I'm confused. Did you not like the music in the first part or the? No, the second part. The second like, part. I, I, oh, yeah. So you just liked it because it wasn't. Yeah. Scary was there any music mo- the Was there any music in the first part? There in was the tons, first forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, I, it's just like horror movie music, right? Yeah. Then I didn't notice as much because it was just like a horror movie. Then mm-hmm. I noticed more the second part was like. That's <laughs> <so> like <laughs> okay, this isn't even a horror movie anymore, right? This is just like no. It's just about like the making of a film. It's just like about the making of a zombie film. Yeah. It just totally becomes something else. You're certainly not saying that if there was horror music playing in the second and third act of the film, you would like the music, though, right? Like, I'm just saying I didn't like the music. <laughs> I just didn't think it's like well-composed music. I wouldn't yeah. listen to it on my own. <laughs> like, I do like, I don't know, not that I listen to The Shining theme. I think that's a bit mm-hmm. more memorable, though. <laughs> mm. Or like something like that. Sure. All right. Um... But it's not even trying to be a horror movie. It's just like... It's just like, okay. Yeah, it's a horror comedy. I didn't get any horror... Yeah, I didn't get any horror out of it at all at that part. Even a horror comedy like Shaun of the Dead, they use like music like really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I right? like the the jukebox scene, like they they're using music and it's it's like uh it's not original music, it's licensed music, but still like that's funny use of music. It's not just like I don't know generic kind of like the stock. Uh, I wouldn't call it stock, but I would I would call it well within the expected range of a twenty five thousand yeah. dollar film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the it's kind of like yeah, shows. and it's like very eh, yeah. Is that the budget? Yeah, that is very low, incredibly it's just, low. You know, it's memorable. a lot of yeah. actors for a twenty five thousand dollar film. A lot of crazy cinematography mm-hmm. for a twenty five thousand dollar film. All right, this movie is an eight out of ten movie for me. I don't know. Sometimes I want to give it a nine, but I'm like, eh, maybe I'll watch it another ten times and see <laughs> see if it gets there. But either way, regardless of the number I give it, this is one of my favorite movies, maybe ever. Like it's just I'm. It's one of those things where like I remember that it exists every few months. And I'm like, fuck, I want to watch that. You know, if I hear of someone who mm-hmm. hasn't seen it, 
I've got to introduce them to it. It's like it's one of those special things to me. So yeah, at least an eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm I'm up there with you. I'm, my gut wants to give this a, a four and a half star or nine out of ten. Do I it. Just think, I just value the uniqueness of my experience of this movie and rewatching that first forty minutes and just the different payoffs and the different levels of it on that meta commentary and just what it's possibly saying about the filmmaking process and how an audience might attribute like value and interpretation to things and how much of it is intentional and how much of it is actors improvising or going off script or things on set going wrong and it's just a fun movie about filmmaking and comedy i really really enjoy yeah. this and I'll, I'll definitely be showing this to people i think it's really clever all right what ralph one out of ten <laughs> <laughs> what? go for it no. do it no it's not a one out of ten <laughs> i don't know three and a half out of out five of, or uh, out of ten out of five no, all right out of ten it's uh, yeah yeah not not that well all right let's do some questions Okay, let's answer some questions from the Sud on a Cast community. If you want to leave your own questions, yeah. head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit where you can ask us whatever you like. Just like Snug in the Void did. He's going to start us off here. A common criticism of horror movies is that the characters make stupid and unbelievable choices that lead to their deaths. What are some horror movies that break this by having the characters react to the threat realistically? Uh, the thing... To me, the... Yeah, Sorry. yeah, you stole my <laughs> Did one. Did I steal that, yours? Thing is, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it instantly pops to mind. It's, it's part yeah, of what, honestly, it's part of what makes a lot of my favorite horror movies as good as they are, is you have to have that grounded sense of realism, if, if that's what you're going for, and that is what The Thing or like The Descent or something is going for, is people trapped in a situation, and it's them not being idiots, trying to think their way out of a situation, yeah. and like the gradual... Decline of it. Um, Texas Chainsaw, I feel that way about as well, where the way it kind of escalates felt really natural and wasn't all from the characters just being stupid. Yeah. I, I really disagree with the notion that stupid characters that make decisions that literally zero real people on the planet would. I disagree with that <laughs> being necessary for conflict. And there are just some people who, like, yeah. I guess have never seen a movie that does otherwise that say like, no, because if you, if they didn't do that, there would be no movie. It's like, no, come, come on. <laughs> like, like that's such a lazy excuse. Like, uh, yeah. Not to say that you can't have a stupid character in a movie. Like, obviously if that's a part of the character you want to write, then great. But oftentimes it's, it's literally just a, uh, an excuse. It's a crutch. It's a, uh, reason to not put effort into creating any scenarios that are relatable or, reasonable yeah yeah exactly yeah there was a movie called uh intregalde or whatever it's like a romanian movie that i saw at tiff this year and it was really great and the characters were making decisions that i was like angry and upset at and irritated at but at the same time i was like i can see someone doing this and i was like i was like okay you know and I, it was one of my favorite movies from the festival um I was like, I, I can believe that this is something that would happen, that there is a type of person that would do this, that these characters aren't experts in this sort of thing, you know? Yeah, the, the new Halloween, the characters are fucking stupid as shit. Yeah. <laughs> really? They're terrible, yeah. They're like, let's go out and hunt Michael Myers, the three of us. <laughs> like They leave like a, a secure <laughs> hospital to go do this in the movie. Not to spoil too much, but it's like, why would you go do that? Like. <laughs> Why would you go hunt Michael Myers by yourself? And they don't even have weapons, really. 
I guess yeah, they have like pistols or like you know bats. Oh, God. It's just like such a dumb idea, and you know they get fucking slaughtered, or whatever. It's just like it's so obvious. Like yeah, I don't know. Don't don't go out and do that. I guess. So, but like an example of like smart characters I in think a horror movie is probably it. Yeah, that's very very rare. The thing's a good example. Yeah, I mean, the thing is definitely up there on examples. Depends how you define a horror movie, really. Like, I don't think. I don't think any of the characters in like Nightmare on Elm Street acted too irrationally. Like, right? They were just—it's like you—you <laughs> got to sleep at some point. They tried not to sleep. Like, what else do you do? Like, there's some yeah. there's some movies where like the threat is just so overwhelming that they don't have to be stupid yeah. in order for there to be a threat. I haven't seen Nightmare the, in a while. The, Ari ha- the Ari Aster horror movies are good at this. They, they yeah. create quite a realistic tone. Exactly. It's super grounded. So when it does start popping off, it's it's extra horrifying. Yeah. Let's do this one along similar lines from Cole Sheila Britt. What are your th- guys' thoughts about horror movies having the same name as the original? Do you think it's laziness of the studio, or do you think it's another yeah. reason why they do that? It's to so trick I saw people. the like, trailer for this new <laughs> well, yeah, Scream. We're on the topic, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, did you see the trailer for the new Scream? It's yeah, I did, Scream. but I saw Halloween Kills. Yeah, it's, it's called Scream, or like the last Halloween that came out. It's 13 Reasons Why. Three movies, three movies called Halloween. It's crazy. Like you can't even tell them apart. For me, it's just yeah, it's just a fucking scam. I think they should stop yeah, doing it. They're tricking. People. Like it's really, <laughs> it's tricking people. It's just it's stupid and yeah, it's they're just tricking but, people. So, well, you think they're tricking people yeah. into like seeing the same film again? What, what do you mean? Is it like they're tricking people into saying like this isn't like a a dumb sequel? Like it's not called Halloween Resurrection or whatever. But ultimately, it's just like. It what really what it is? It's like Halloween Nine or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's just like a marketing ploy to make it not seem like what it is, which is like the ninth sequel to a movie. So it's like just keep calling it the same thing, you know. Yeah, it's a soft reboot. Because technically, <laughs> like the new Halloween, right? It's a soft reboot or whatever after Halloween One. So we'll call it Halloween Two. It's just called Halloween again. Like it's not about making sense within like the chronology of an art like or of a story it's just like yeah, yeah. marketing it's all marketing it's just a trick I, you know i really dislike that it's way too far i yeah. think it comes from the same place as every movie franchise existing just saying this isn't the fourth movie like <laughs> saw is the only yeah, one that actually call called it itself saw yeah. four saw whereas like final <laughs> destination yeah. it's the final destination like they always right, add they or subtract that. the word or the. they put a subtitle like yeah. yeah, Fast and Furious. Resurrection, like, Returns. Yeah. yeah. Four is the, like the, a dirty number. Because <laughs> three, it's a perfect yeah, trilogy. Yeah, then it's like, okay, now right? it's getting old. Like, yeah, well, because yeah, human beings yeah. have this psychological bad. association with like three. It's like a trilogy. Oh, you have, you know, three acts in a film, you know, like Dark Knight trilogy, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, tri- like trilogy, trilogy. This psychological association that we built ourselves makes four the the this is too much <laughs> number right and then five you can start yeah, using the numbers again because it's like oh five is a part of a quintal you know that's d- d- there, two of that. ten. it's hard to make a, it's hard to make four of like a great movie you know it's hard to yeah. make one great movie like to, yeah, yeah it's just it's just difficult because by, by four you you figure like okay it's probably getting really bad yeah Unless so it's that's like why they don't want to call it series. scream six Nightmare or whatever Street, right? <laughs> i don't know they which do one it is right <laughs> Yeah, they're already on Scream 4. They're going to call it Scream 5 or whatever. Five Cream. Scream. <laughs> Do that with the title. <laughs> like, Turn like the S into a five. Yeah. <laughs> five that cream. was really dumb fan forcing. Like, it wasn't even the fourth movie or anything. They didn't even need to do that. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. That was they didn't do... Sense. 
What a wasted opportunity just, with five just cream. Just Fantastic Four. Five cream. <laughs> that would have been terrible. <laughs> that would have been the best. What? It's a fucking commentary on horror movies. Do it. Like, it's supposed to be satirical, five right? Cream. It's not, It's not like, as crazy as Austin Powers or something. It's not going for that goofy of a tone. But originally, like, what? what is Scream? It's supposed to be a satire of horror films. Go all in. Make it even sillier. Do five cream. Fuck you guys. You wasted an opportunity. <laughs> Shit. Maybe that is we'll what it's called. No cream. one's noticed it. Yeah. The new tra trailer seems to be taking itself very seriously, too. Yeah. But I don't know if they're yeah. hiding the commentary or whatever. Five cream is too forehead uh, like, for them. They spoil, like, the whole opening, which is, like, the point of Scream, you know? Like, the opening, which mm -hmm. is on the phone. And, like, I mean, it's, five like, head. the best part. And again, there's like, okay, it's in like the first two seconds of the trailer. <laughs> and then like, it spoils like the whole movie. Everyone's back. I just thought it looked really bad. I don't know what you thought of it, if you've seen it. The trailer. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, Dylan Minnette and went on with my day. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> that was my only comment as well. Yeah. It's like a different director now or something. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I didn't think Wes Craven was still doing it. <laughs> Yeah, remember the TV series they had? I didn't watch time. that either. Yeah, I didn't I never see saw it. That. Uh, never watched it. Uh oh. That's like the best part. Yeah. Sorry, uh -oh. I just prevented my <laughs> phone alarm from going off in like thirty seconds. I forgot about that. Oh shit! All right, another question. Okay, let's do this one from BBD four one one six. When I think of my favorite movies, usually my favorite act is either the first or third. So my question is, what is a movie you can think of where the best act is the second act? Oh boy, that's a good question. That's, that is a good question. I think The Dark Knight is a good one with like a great second act. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. That's not a bad yeah, example. A good, at yeah, all. that's a really good one actually. Yeah. yeah, I, I feel like that way so much um, going on. Yeah. about the Matrix. The second act sure. is when stuff gets really interesting to me. True. The, the true layers are revealed. Good example. Not yeah, to yeah. suggest that either of those films have like particularly weak third or first act. No, no, I just think the second act's particularly good yeah. in The Matrix. Hmm. Gonna stare at my Blu-ray shelf for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I happened to rewatch uh, Raimi's Spider-Man Two the other day, and I kind of feel that about that movie as well. It's got like a an incredible like second act with that. It, it kind of peaks with that train scene. Um, it's like better than the way it concludes and opens. Yeah, like. sure, sure. The ending's good though. <laughs> it's definitely a. Better than the ending of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Every movie I could possibly think of for the answer to this question is like just a movie that has really good first, third, and second acts, you know? I'm trying to think of one where it's like yeah. the second act stands out and the rest isn't like as good. It is unusual for the second act to pop more than the first like and third. Yeah. movies that have shit third acts, I guess. Yeah, some movies have very strong endings, yeah, very strong how they open. Saving Private Ryan has like a great first act, or like The Social Network. I remember yeah, the yeah. first acts. Yeah, like <laughs> Damn. 28 Days Later, great first act when he wakes up and everything. Fucking Gone Girl. The mm. second act? Yeah. The midpoint of the movie mm -hmm. is yeah. is the most exhilarating. But again, I don't, it's not yeah. a, like a particularly weak first or third. <laughs> yeah, right. I like, I love the first act of that movie too. Like, the first act's great. <laughs> And then the ending is like amazing. Yeah. The third act, it's hard. It's hard to find one. Some movies have like an epilogue. The second act is just like you have the most to do. It's usually like the most. Um, it was like the most happens. It's the most unpredictable. <laughs> a lot can happen like a second act. There's no like structure within it. You know, 
like a first act is usually the same shit like character introduction 10 minutes in like there's a an, an incident that starts the story and it incites the story whatever there's like nothing like that in a second act mm-hmm. that's what's cool about like a gone girl where you have the whole reveal and that whole speech and mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of where the movie shows it's true like intent yeah without sure. spoiling like anything second act yeah all right i guess that's the answer to that question okay so um on similar lines actually odd man 03 says what is the best climax of any film <laughs> climax <laughs> yeah it could be the movie climax, climax would there, but, um, be a better yeah, choice to be honest mentioned memento earlier i like the climax of that movie yeah, memento's good. whiplash yep yep whiplash way sure. up there <laughs> Very satisfying. I'm a big fan of the way the Raid 2 kind of uh, concludes. The way the action and the way it ends is really memorable to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. The end of the Raid 2 <laughs> and the Raid. It's like great action. Hot Fuzz as well. Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Taxi Driver, yeah. It's a very memorable like scene when he shoots. The, the whole movie the is like build pimps. up. Yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. I can't think of another one. Kind of just listing movies. No, I'm trying to think of one, right? Like a great third act, like climax, like a superhero movie. No, I've got a stupid one if you want me to throw out a dumb one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Gordon Morgans has one. Uh, what is the worst meme to exist on the internet? What's a meme that just makes you groan every time you see it? Hmm. Fucking, I don't know, like... There's some, there's something a bit weird that goes on in my mind when I come to terms with the fact that like we're a quote unquote highly advanced species that is still resorting to essentially just sharing interpretations <laughs> of just caricatures of each other that we're going like no you're the soy face I drew I drew you with this face that is cringe and literally that's just conversations that people have is like haha I drew that this group of person or this individual as having this face the whole fucking soy wojack thing it's just like my god this was just yep. rage comics you've just taken rage comics and given it a different skin First of all, and second, it's like embarrassing that we just call ourselves an intelligent species and this is what we do. That's how I feel about it. It's just, it's honestly like I have to come to terms with that every single day and be like, oh yeah, this is the planet that I live on. Holy shit. It's it's funny you mentioned Rage Comics because that's what pops into my head is, uh, you know, the classics, uh, your Magustas, why you know, that that shit, (laughs) it needs to stay in the past. Like every every now and again, you still see it popping up, but and Doge as well. I'm not a fan of Doge. Just give it a rest. <laughs> give it a rest. I don't know anything about it. Do you have a meme that you don't like? Uh, Doge. <laughs> no. you, know, you love all you memes no equally. Dogecoin. Well, I love all. I don't have any. Do- I don't have any Doge coin. I don't know enough about memes, so I guess no. Just love all memes. Yeah. There's got to be a meme that pisses. I don't you know off. enough about memes. To- I don't. I don't have enough recent memes. You're not a memologist, <laughs> like to a relevant meme. I feel like I'm. I'm not up to date with. You like big chungus. Memes. Big chungus. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm laughing, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it made me laugh. Big chungus. Half life memes. <laughs> yeah, I gotta run and do some other stuff. So we're gonna end this podcast. I believe. <laughs> 
We have a recommendation from who the fuck? Is it Ralph's turn? Let's see. I'm just going to. Yeah. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Uh, I have a list here, so I'm sure. just pulling it up. Uh, this is a hard one. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with uh, Godzilla. The OG? <laughs> just, the original just Godzilla. Just Godzilla. 1954. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just Godzilla. Yeah. Dang. Cool. I've seen I this one before. I don't remember if I've seen the 1954 Godzilla. I feel like I might have, but I actually have no idea. I genuinely have no clue yeah. if I've seen this. Oh, no, I do have a rating. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. If you don't want to be spoiled for 1954 Godzilla, check it out before this the next episode. These episodes get released every two weeks, but you can listen to them, to them early by going to sardonicast.com or patreon.com slash sardonicast sign up for premium on sardonicast.com we also got merch and very important news because we are nearing episode 100 we were all thinking what could we do that's very special for this we're going to let you decide what movie maybe more than one movie maybe two movies we're going to let you decide what movie time. brackets s we watch and the way that we're doing that is there will oh, be <laughs> First, a Reddit thread on the Sardonicast subreddit posted on November 1st at 12 p.m. Pacific time. And it will be an official pinned posted thread by me. And the films that get the most upvotes in that thread will then be included as poll answers that people can choose from. And these polls will be on the Patreon for Sardonicast, and we will also send out a poll to our premium members on the Sardonicast website. $2 a month, but yeah, our Patreon and our website will be the final vote, but anybody can participate in the uh, the first uh, tier, what is it, the first bracket or whatever on, mm -hmm. on the subreddit. So if you want to suggest some movies, they could be masterpieces that we haven't seen, they could be dumb f meme films. If you've rigged the poll and it's like a, a five day long movie, yeah. we're not going to watch it. Sorry, we'll skip through it. I don't know. Don't waste, don't waste it like that. Yeah, be reasonable. Yeah, be reasonable Nothing with guys. the N word in the title, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. think our fans are like that. <laughs> are you sure? I've seen, I've seen suggestions on the subreddit to watch gay N words from outer space before. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, not that one. Oh, Pick yeah, I guess else. it could be like anything else. Anything else is fine. Yeah. Though. it could be Oogie Loves if you. Yeah, whatever. Like... <laughs> yeah, prefer Doesn't, preferably yeah. something that we like can that. still watch within a time frame and wouldn't take like eight days to finish or something. Anyway, yeah. we'll leave it up to you. But yeah. uh, yeah, members and our our patrons and members will be the the final vote, and we yeah. it, it might be two films. But yeah, we'll figure it out. November 1st, 12 p.m. Pacific time is when the thread will go live yeah. on our subreddit. So let the games begin. I'm and, just uh, <laughs> glad uh, Phantom is in the MCU. That's all I'm happy. Oh, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. Take, take $5 from the <laughs> yeah, website money on the next payment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll Give me $5 less. <laughs> yeah, no, USD, I, 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 50 man. bucks. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Happy Shrek and uh, yeah. hype for episode 100. Thank you for listening to episode 98. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks.